0: Good Good to see everybody here to see. Right. Midweek. Yeah. Hallelujah. Actually, this should be the top of the mountain for us, or the top of the hill. Amen. <laughs> and then up until Sunday we just go down. Amen. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The, what's that? expression they use, the hump day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. This is the hump day. Yeah. 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 We should be on top of things. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we can just coast down. Yeah. Come on up musicians and singers and We'll get started. So if you'd all stand with me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, God, that we have to come into this place to gather in your holy name, oh, Lord, to worship you, Father, and Spirit, and truth. Lord, we ask that you bless us in your presence, oh God. Bless us in your word. Lord, help us, oh God. Lord, us, oh God. Lord that we can be quickened in you, Lord. That your life can be quickened in, in us, O oh Lord, and that we can be in you strengthened, O oh God, in our, our love and our faith. In your word, O oh God. See, oh Lord. Do a work tonight, O oh God. Minister, Lord. In us, O oh Lord. Continue to do Jesus a great work, O God, Jesus in Jesus, I can I can us In our midst, O oh, Lord, strengthen us, O oh, you know, oh, God. 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 God.
1: Strengthen that God. us, O
0: Lord, that we, O God, can stand, O Lord, before you, O God. That we can stand in the power of Jesus. Lord Jesus, by your Help us that we can offer up, O Lord, our sins to the sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving. Lord, that we can offer our bodies as a should be sacrificed holy and acceptable unto you, Lord, which is our reasonable service. Bless us, Lord. Bring us into that place where we can be together, Lord, in one mind, in one accord, in one place together, Lord. Y nine. Na, I uh I was in contact with him and got a hold of him and of course he was very thankful and, and everything and, and wanted to thank this congregation for uh, uh, taking the offering for them and and uh, Uh, I will uh, one of these uh, mornings hopefully I'm I'm going to uh, uh, post some pictures uh, once we get our notebook hooked up to the disappear of the projector uh, I'm going to post some pictures of the church Uh, they're still doing work on church the money that we sent is going to help them to take care of the final touches inside the sanctuary and then uh, pictures of the building pictures of, of the water baptisms awesome. wow. and uh, pictures of his family so Amen. but uh, I sent him uh, the message and then of course we wired the money to him and this was his, his response he said thank you he said uh, I received it received it with grateful with grateful heart God bless you abundantly your family and the church there in Jesus name this will help to complete the church building please pass on my regards to your wife and church there from Kenya, Africa, we are praying for you all, thank you, yours in the Lord's vineyard, Pastor Joseph, why <laughs> may So it's good to know that somehow we are being a blessing, I'm reaching out, and I know what that's like, Home Missions has been my ministry all these years. But I know what it's like. We've, we've supported a few foreign missions. And it's really needful uh, for us to do that, to take up that burden, to support them. So I want to thank everybody for everything he's done, for giving, for what uh, the scripture says in Luke chapter 6, verse number 38. He'll, he'll return it to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Amen. Amen. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. That's why. Praise God. That's why. Hallelujah. And we'll get into the Word tonight again. That's all we do. Amen. Get into the Word. Uh, I have been trying to finish up what we've been talking about, about the peace of Israel, and uh, just to kind of help you to understand, you know, what's going to happen during the latter days, (laughs) there's so much that is connected to this, you just can't, you know, you can approach it uh, from so many different angles. That's really, it's amazing. Uh, has anybody ever studied the Wheel of Prophecy? Uh, the Wheel of Prophecy talks about the Lord, uh, the foundation of our faith, that we believe in one God, but talks about all these different, his name and, and everything about that, and it all points all to one thing, but it all branches out. Well, that's how it is with prophecy too. There's so many things that are connected to what we talk about in end times and it's just like that too. We can approach this through so many different ways. We can take a look at what prophecy is saying and prophecy that has already been fulfilled, that's going to be fulfilled, but it all points right back to what's going to happen in the end times as far as the coming of the Lord. And that's why this subject is so important. People get bored at studying scripture. And that's always seems to be the the answer when it takes time to dig and to, to to search in the scripture and people get bored with that and they say oh I don't know you know I just get bored with those kind of things but uh, Amen little do we realize that contained in the scripture contained in the scripture is uh, the prophecy that is basically. Uh, When we talk about the mystery of God, and and that's another thing that hopefully we can get to while we're here, but when we talk about the mystery of God, there's so many things that are hidden. They're hidden, they're veiled. And the only way that you can come to understand or the only way that the veil can be removed and where it's not hidden anymore is, he said, that we are to search it out. Mm-hmm. We Amen. are to search it out. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And, and, you know, I think about what uh, the scripture says about the Lord having different uh, persons that are basically... Uh, Engaged in this particular uh, area of, of how could I say uh, knowing knowing the times understanding the times God has people that actually do know and God has people that He actually has revealed He's revealed them He's revealed to them by His Spirit so we are not ignorant of, of what's going to happen we will know you know the season, and we will understand what is going to take place, and, and so we're not ignorant of that. I want you to understand that because even a lot of uh, ministers, uh, people that have studied uh, eschatology, uh, even when it comes to the point, I know how it is because I was there before. That's why I'm saying this. I was there before you become frustrated because you don't understand, and you know you're doing everything you can to try to. <clears throat> receive some kind of uh, revelation or enlightenment from, uh, from the Lord and, and but here we are we, sometimes we get so tied up in, in trying to approach it our way and apply our opinion and that doesn't work the best way that uh, we can know God is, is if we just allow the spirit to lead us and, and I never realized this and I shared this so many times before I'll share it again so some of you understand that a lot of times in the past when ministers, when men of God began to seek it out, it wasn't really God's time for them to know. Okay? So that's why now we're living in a time where now his word is being revealed. So they can have an idea, they can have an understanding of what's going to happen, what's going to take place in the end times. It's very uh, if I want to use it the word in that sense. Go with me to 1 uh, Chronicles chapter 12 so I can help you understand what I'm saying. And in verse number 32 there in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 verse number 32 it says, and the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times. Does everybody see times? T-I-M-E-S times. That's what the King James Version says. That's the translation in the King James Version. And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. Uh, that scripture verse is linked to other scripture verses. That word times means this. It means years. So they have understanding of the years. Why is it for, important for them to have understanding of the years? It's important. We'll, we'll find out in a, in a few minutes here. To know what Israel ought to do. To know what Israel ought to do. So obviously, God imparts us that that knowledge, revelation, so that we can know what we need to do. How we can face the times, the years that are ahead of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I hope that makes sense. And that's important for us to know. I'm not going to go into any uh, intricate detail, but I read an article this morning concerning uh, what's going to take place in Washington, D.C., September 16th. And a, a lot of what's going to happen it has not been uh, really broadcast or put out there to the public. It's kind of it's, it's been kind of kept under wraps, so it's kind of like something that it was put there in 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 the, in the in the in Congress and in the Senate a bill that is going to basically if it passes if it goes through it's going to change the financial structure and system of the United States. And, and I started to read everything about it, went down. Every detail, and it's mind blowing. I mean, the people that put this together obviously did their, did their homework. And they, 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 they tried to figure out everything about it. And, and the sole reason, the, the person that was uh, writing this article, a financial expert, the sole reason of this happening, he said, was that uh, he said, the government, our government, can basically control our spending. Those are the days that we are living in. We're going to come to a time, uh, and 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 I'm telling you this, mark my words, I'm telling you this evening, that we will no longer use, you know, uh, hard cash. When I talk about hard cash, I'm talking about, you know, our silver, our quarters, our half dollars, our dollars, our pennies, our dimes, our nickels. That is going to be phased out, it's not going to be circulated. And then pretty soon what's going to happen? Paper cash. None of that that currency is going to have any value. So that's going to lead us into this part of all our financial, what we use as money is going to be digital money. And so you think about that. A lot of people were saying years ago, it'll never happen. It's going to happen. It's right on horizon. It's right on the horizon. You might say, "Well, what does this have to do with us?" Well, that is a fulfillment of what the scripture talked about, as far as the one world federation or the one world government, huh? Amen. All all the countries being consolidated into ten nations or ten regions with, with ten governors and one ruler over those ten nations. And, and we know it as the uh, uh, one world government and the Antichrist. Yeah. So it's knocking at our door. Knocking at our door. What does that all mean? For all of you that are sitting in here tonight, I'll tell you what that means. That is a a indication to all of us that if we're that near to what's going to happen, what's going to take place in in the world today, in the the whole world, uh, the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. It's coming close. Thank Thank you, it's you. going to happen amen. amen that's how close we are amen. so what what does that mean it mean well if you read second Peter in, in, in chapter uh, in, at the the last chapter second Peter you find he he's speaking about the end times and what was going to happen in the end times he said if we're aware of these things if we know that all these things are going to be dissolved, what manner of persons ought we to be that's right right in other words It's time for us to get our act together. That's what it means. It's time for us to become more diligent in our spiritual affairs, uh, our spiritual well-being. It's time for us to become more diligent, more, uh, what what am I saying? More careful, more cautious. To walk circumspectly. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to face the wrath of God. I want to I I reach my eternal home. I want, I want that to be my destiny. That's my destiny. That's what I'm looking forward to. And that's what he said. He said, look up because your redemption is drawing near. It's drawing nigh. So that's why these things are important. So, you know, we need to be sober-minded. That's right. Amen sober minded. Amen. You know what that means? Amen. That means there shouldn't be anything else that comes into our mind that basically takes over our thoughts. We we shouldn't become intoxicated with other things. Amen. Amen. Huh? Amen. That's right. Other other issues. Other, other things pertaining to this life down here The only our only objective right now we're, we're this close to the coming of the Lord our only uh, objective right now is living for God and amen. making the rapture amen. Yes. Yes, and doing what we can to secure amen to secure our place in the kingdom of heaven amen. that's how serious that's how serious it is and so that's why I say that and that's why I, 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 I want to somehow impart to you a little understanding so you can know what it is that you and I are going to be uh, facing and I, I, I'm not trying to uh, sketch a, 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 a dim gloomy future huh because this is one of the greatest times. Yes. This is, church, this is a great time for the church, for what God has called us to do. This is a great time for the church. And, and he, he has basically put it into place, and, and it's going to be fulfilled. And everything is, uh, especially in, in, the, in the end times, in the, in the, in the Feast of, of Tabernacles, uh, the day of uh, the memorial of blowing the trumpets, the day of atonement, the feast of terror. It's all interwoven. All those activities are interwoven together, so God is going to do a work despite everything that is happening right now in the world. Yeah. Amen. Despite that, yeah. God has a plan. Yeah. That's right. Amen. So that's why this is so important. Amen. So I want to, to share some things with you. I, I just want you to understand. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to do it quickly. I'm gonna, I, I might take up an hour, maybe more. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna try to do it quickly if you don't mind. So I want you to turn with me to the book of Daniel again, and never get tired of wandering through the scriptures. Amen. That's right. Uh, just to explain to you everything here. Daniel, the book of Daniel, uh, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea all of you Bible scholars that are know your Old, old Testament books, some of you, young, you younger people in here probably can go through it frontwards and backwards. And maybe even upside down, I don't know. There's someone here that good that are hiding their skills. Praise God. Daniel chapter 12. I'm just going to start with uh, verse number 1 if you don't mind. But my main verses are going to begin with verse number 5. But I'm just going to start with verse number 1. Daniel chapter 12. And at that time shall Michael stand up. The great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble. Right there. Right there, that one scripture verse right there in Daniel chapter 1. That one scripture verse that Daniel is talking about. He's mentioning right there, and I'm trying to be as fast as I can, but you know me. That one scripture verse that he's talking about right there refers, you can write this down. Refers to Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse number seven, or six and seven. So Daniel chapter twelve, verse number one refers to uh, first, uh, second, Thess- second Thessalonians chapter two, verses six and seven. And we'll do some explanation on that later, but that's a connection there. I want you to understand that. So he says. Uh, uh, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, the rapture. Some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting content. And they that be wise shall shine, look what it says. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, look what he says. Shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Okay? That's another important uh, passage of Scripture. All right? That what was revealed to Daniel concerning the end times, the Lord said, put a seal on it. Put a seal on it. It's not going to be known until the proper times proper time in the end times. And when that seal is taken off, then people are going to know. They're going to go to and fro and they're going to understand. Then I, Daniel, looked, and, and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the other on that side of the bank of the river. And the one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, how long shall it be to the end of these wonders? He's talking about the what he's seen, the end times. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river. When he held up his right hand, And his left hand unto heaven. And swear by him that liveth forever. That it shall be. Now look what he says. For a time. Remember what we just read. In 1 Chronicles chapter uh, 12. Verse number 32. It's the same Hebrew word. For a time. Now that's one time isn't it? Okay then he says times. Plural. That's two times. And a half. So a time, times and a half. So what does that mean? If, if you want to interpret that properly, three and a half. Three, and the question is, three and a half, what? And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I heard, but I understood not. Then said I. O oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, listen to this, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand. Two hundred and ninety days. Pay attention. There shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. One thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he which waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. But go thy way till the end, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the day. So he mentions. He mentions something here. He, he, he gives, uh, uh, he gives some, some numbers here and, and, and he's talking about it and then he brings in these numbers till the, time, till the time of the end, okay? So what he's in, in reference to is this. Remember the last seven year period on earth. The last seven year period on earth. Now we're coming to that period. That period is called the 70th week of Daniel. Said the 70th week of Daniel. So those last seven every day represents a week. So that last seven year period is called the 70th week of Daniel. It's also, part of that period is known as the time of Jacob's trouble. Not all of it, just part of it, okay? So we see that, we see that's the situation here. But he talks about this, this number, he talks about uh, 1,290. And then he talks about 1,335 days, okay? So if you take 1,290, if you, if you uh, and I, I want you to understand something here. When he's speaking about time, when he's speaking about weeks, when he's speaking about days, He's not speaking about the calendar that we use right now. We use the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar we have used since Rome has been in power. All right? And Pope Gregory was the one that... uh, uh, Is the one that... uh, uh, structured the Gregorian calendar ever since that time, and that was uh, probably right around the year after, uh, after the 3rd century, but now we have been growing, going by the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar says there's 365 days in a year. Is everybody paying attention? Right. So that's why we use that calendar. When we count every year, we count 365, and that fulfills a year. But in the, in the book of Daniel, they're not going by the Gregorian calendar because the Gregorian calendar did not exist. In Daniel's time. They're going by the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar is more accurate than the Gregorian calendar. You know why? Because they go by the new moon. And they go by the cycle of the new moon every month. So they go by that time cycle. So if you go by that time cycle, guess what? You're going to end up with a year that lasts 360 days. Does everybody get that? Amen. So actually he's talking about a year that has 360 days in it, not 365. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now listen, this is important. Listen to this. So when you take uh, when you take uh, 360 days times three and a half years, the number you come up with 1,290. Okay? 1,290. Okay? So that 1,290 is three and a half years. Remember, Daniel said time, times, and half a time. So three and a half years. 1,290 days. Okay? Pay close attention because I'm going to explain something to you. So from the middle point of the 70th week of Daniel, something is going to happen. Something is going to take place that's going to change the whole second half of the second week of Daniel. The second part of the, 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 not the second week, the second part of the 70th week of Daniel. From the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel until the the first part of it, the, the world is going to experience peace. They're going to experience peace. We talk, we, we'll, we'll refer to scriptures pertaining to that. But they're going to experience peace. But in the middle part of that, something is drastic is going to happen. It's going to change everything. So the second part of that is it's going to change. And of course, we know what's going to happen in the second part of it. But after that first three and a half years, then we're going to the second, second three and a half years. He, he talks about this and he mentions it. And that's why he says that. Uh, about uh, uh, he says that about uh, look, look what he says he says in verse number 11 and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that make it desolate set up there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days so he's making reference here again he's, he's making reference here to a time and, and, and I want you I want you to note this down note this down he's he's mentioning uh, the abomination of desolation. Jesus talked about that in the book of uh, Matthew 24, and here we see the apostle Paul hold on a second here in 2 Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians again here we go in 2 Thessalonians <coughs> where you read in chapter 2 in verse number 4 that's a connection to Daniel chapter 12 verse number 11 so we see that happening the the abomination of desolation we see that happening Okay, I'm going to do my best to make it simple for you so you can understand what I'm talking to you about so from that time that that happens the the abomination of desolation until the end of the 70th week of Daniel. You remember, he said 1,290 days from the from the time that the abomination that make it desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Yeah. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the 1,335 and 30 days. So here we see, he said, blessed is the, blessed are you if you make it. To the 1335 days. Okay? Now somebody's probably saying, is he talking about us? I, I see some concerned looks tonight on your faces. Huh? <coughs> Who's the Lord speaking to? Israel. Who's Israel's Israel's guardian? Michael so obviously what he's talking to Daniel Hill, the prophet Daniel, he's talking to the people of Israel and he's talking about Michael, what's going to happen in these last days because Michael is Israel's amen uh, arch our, our anointed cherub he's their protector Okay, keep that in the back of your mind Michael, that's why Michael is mentioned here because he's Israel's archangel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we see that. So he mentions the abomination of desolation. Somebody, if say, what's that? It's important. Has anybody? Ever heard of the old uh, saying, history often repeats itself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because in this particular situation, of course, but well, here's the thing, here's, here's the, I guess, the, the uh, how would I say it? The, the uh, if I want to use the word, I guess, awesome. It's kind of not the word I want to use but that's the right word I guess awesome the the way that when God speaks in his word especially prophecy how that you know here he's talking about an event that's going to happen in the end times it's not happened yet it's, guess what it's going to happen here's the thing about it you and I are going to be here to witness it yeah. wow that's right Woo. We're going to see it. Mm -hmm. All you young people in here? Think about that. You're going to go back when that happens, you're going to go back to that. You can say, Remember back in 2020 when Pastor talked about this? He said, You'll say, It's coming to pass. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. That's, right. Woo. Yeah. that's right remember that yeah. huh. think about it yeah. but why did I say history repeats itself well in the, in the future in the future because this was probably around um, my 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 Probably around the year. I can't be absolute concerning uh, the exact date and everything. But after the people of Israel went into captivity, does anybody know when when the Northern Kingdom went into captivity? Does anybody know the year? Does anybody know the year? Nobody. Seven twenty one B.C. The Northern Kingdom, the ten the ten tribes of the northern kingdom went into captivity. They went into captivity into Assyria. But you know what? They never came back from their captivity. They were were banished all over the world. Okay? But the southern kingdom, which was Judah and a little portion of Benjamin, that's the southern kingdom, they went into captivity in 583 B.C. 583 BC Remember what was the number of years that Israel had to serve in captivity 70 So 583 minus 70 brings you to what Brings you to what 513 So obviously, when Daniel was talking about this after they served their captivity, uh, they served out their time from this time, from 513, something happened, uh, 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 I would almost say 300 some years later, something happened that is going to parallel or parallel what's going to happen uh, in the near future when he's talking about the abomination, the abomination of desolation. Does anybody know what that is? Pay attention. Pay attention. I want you to learn something from In the year, like I said, this thing can go, this thing goes so many directions. I'm just trying to make it simple for you. <laughs> because there's so much information that is tied to this. And remember, who was the one that interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream? Daniel. Daniel. So all this is related to him because guess what? When he prayed, God gave him uh, the interpretation of, of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream and he interpreted everything about that image that, that that the king seen. But all this, that image, has to do with these nations and these kingdoms and, and it even takes us up into the end time. That's how it's connected. Okay? So that being said, in the year, in the year one 68 BC, a man by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes, or Epiphanes, who was at that particular time uh, a general of uh, the Greek, and, and there was a there was a combination there, a ruler of the Greek Syrian nation which was part of the fifth beast empire. He, he came out of what, what Daniel's seen uh, later on in those visions about these diff, different beasts, the, uh, the leopard uh, was part of Greece. Uh, Antiochus was part of that, was part of that, uh, how, that how, what, what, what was the word I'm gonna use? Uh, conquest of Greece. He ended up in In Palestine, he ended up in Israel. And when he came, you know what he did? Now, look look what he he did. This is what Antiochus did. This was was Antiochus' agenda. Okay? According to history, Antiochus' plan was to completely eradicate Jewish religion. Okay? Listen. Pay attention. Because this is what's going to happen. This is going to happen again. He forbade worship on the Sabbath. The rite of circumcision, (coughs) observance of the feast, temple sacrifices, destroyed Hebrew scriptures, and he finally sacrificed swine in the temple court and ordered the people to recognize him as Zeus Epiphanes, the manifestation. Of the God, the Greek God Zeus. So, in other words, he wanted them to recognize, he wanted the people of Israel to recognize him as the God Zeus while he was there. Proclaimed that in the temple. So, he offered <coughs> swine, <coughs> excuse me, sacrificed the swine right there on the altar of the Lord in the temple precinct. That was forbidden the abomination of desolation. Okay, this happened in the year, of course, when he began to move in, it was a few years before that, but when this happened was the year 168 B.C. So uh, what happened was when this took place, the Jews, the Jews revolted. There was a revolt under the leadership of Judas Maccabeus. That name might sound familiar to somebody. He was overcome and they pushed Antiochus and his forces out of Palestine. Jews said, hey, you went too far by offering that swine on our altar. So there was a revolt and they pushed him back. Okay, so look what happened. They pushed him back. They forced him out of Palestine. And as soon as they they, uh, accomplished that, you know what they did? They had a national cleansing. They had a national cleansing. And because of what happened there, as far as uh, him offering that swine there in the temple precinct, first of all, they had 30 days of mourning. They mourned 30 days. They mourned because Antiochus offered an unclean animal on the altar of the Lord. 30 days they mourned. After they mourned, then they cleansed the temple. They did their ceremonial uh, uh, rites and they cleansed the temple. You know how long it you know how many days it took them to cleanse the temple? 45 days, 45 days to cleanse the temple. Now pay attention now, pay attention, because you're, you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind when you, when you think about this. So 45 days they cleanse the temple. So if you add 30 plus 45, you come up with what? 75, okay? 75 days, 30 for mourning, 45 for cleansing. That's what they did. And and from that time, amen. This is why after that particular time, after they defeated Antiochus, anybody ever hear of the Jewish holiday called Hanukkah? That's when Hanukkah was basically uh, brought into place and instituted. And and Hanukkah celebrates the cleansing and rededication of the temple. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? okay so that was history that happened in 168 BC that was history now here it is It's connected to what's going to happen in the in the 70th week of Daniel and he was talking about this and he told Daniel he said when the abomination that makes desolate when that happens in the middle of the 70th week of Daniel he told Daniel it was going to happen know that you have 1,290 days from that point to the end of the 70th week. Three and a half years. But he said, Blessed is the man that makes it to the 1,335 days. Why do you suppose he said 1,335 days? If you you add that on to 1,290 days, It's 75 days. 75 days. So there's an extension period coming to the end of the 73th week of Daniel because that's what's going to happen. To the 7th week of Daniel, what's going to happen? When the Antichrist goes into the temple and he proclaims himself God, the abomination of desolation, the abomination that makes it desolate. Huh? Yeah guess what's going to happen? When all that's said and done, when he makes himself known and he brings, he hurls his persecution against mainly the Jews. He said, blessed is the man that can get to the 120, 1209 days, but even more blessed is the man that can make it to the 1335 days. That 75 day extension goes past The last day of the seventh week of Daniel. You know why? Because the Jews are going to mourn for thirty days again, and then they're going to cleanse the temple again. Amen. Amen. Woo! Man. So we're going to witness that. We're going to see that. But right now see that's that's why I wanted you to uh, understand you know why it is important for us to to see how this all is going to uh, if I want to use that expression how this is all going to play out and uh, if you go to uh, uh, if you go to uh, Zechariah chapter 12 Zechariah chapter 12 and talks about uh, Zechariah 12 <coughs> verse number 10 it talks about uh, uh, where he talks about uh, <coughs> excuse me and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And so there's going to be a day of mourning. What's going to bring them to that realization that Jesus is their king? He is their long awaited Messiah. What's going to play an important part, a role in this, is going to be the, the abomination that makes desolate. Because you know what? The Bible says they signed that covenant with death. They're going to sign that covenant with the Antichrist. But they're going to find out something that the Antichrist wasn't really who he said he was. Okay? So there's that morning. And then you go there in verse number. Uh, one in chapter 13, and in that day shall there be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. So that time of cleansing. That time of cleansing. Alright? So, so we see this. We see this. We see it happening. So, here's, here's, here's the other part of it. When all this takes place, and you read, you read what he has written here in the book of Zechariah. Okay, when I, when I said this before, that brings us to the end of the 70th week of Daniel. But that extension period of 75 days—30 days of mourning, 45 days of cleansing—that has to take place. Here's another thing: if the Antichrist is going to situate himself in the temple, what does that tell you? Okay. He's going to try and claim to be God. No, no. Pay attention. If the Antichrist is going to situate himself in the temple, what does that tell you? That there's going to be a temple. Because <laughs> if you look up that word, it's the same word that Jesus used when he talked to his disciples about it. You see You see all these beautiful things? You see the temple? He said, not one stone is going to be left upon another that shall not be torn down. The same word is used, the the Greek word is used, and it means this, it means the temple precinct or the temple proper. So in other words, Paul is saying, hey, that thing is good, they're going to, and you know what? The Jews right now are ready to build the the third temple. So when you see all these things happen over there in Israel, pay attention to Israel. When you see all these things happening over there, that should tell you, oh, my. Are you all understanding? Are you understanding what I'm telling? Okay. So, but during this time, remember what's going to happen now. After the six seals open, the church is raptured. The church is raptured, and we find them in the book of Revelation, all standing before the throne of the Lamb. All right? But here's the thing. When the seventh seal is open, that begins the trumpet judgments. And when the seventh trumpet is sounded, that begins the vile judgments. There's seven of each. But all these happen in that latter portion of the seventh week of Daniel. Okay? All the wrath of God that's being poured out. Remember, we're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation. Huh? That's why Jesus his people. He said, pray. Pray so that you can be counted worthy of salvation. Huh? Amen. That you can, what did he say? That you will be able to survive the hour of temptation. What is that? What's going to happen in the in the 70s, week of Daniel? Huh? That's why I, you know I like what, I like what I've been hearing. What's been going on here? Our prayer services. I hope you pray more. Huh? I hope you really get serious with God. Huh? We're not playing church. We're getting ourselves ready. We're getting ourselves ready. We're getting involved in what God is doing in our lives, and because we are the people of God, we're His body. We're His church. And that's good that you get a hold of God Amen. and don't let go. Keep on going. Yes. Don't stop. Yes. Amen. Yes. Be diligent. Amen. Be, diligent. Amen. Be perfect. Amen. And go, like Paul said, apprehend. Go pursue him. Amen. Because that's going to make a difference yes. in how you're able to live through the tribulation. Ooh. Okay? So when I talk about the vials of wrath that are being poured out in the latter part of the 70th week of Daniel, all right? The Jews that make it through the during the final days of the 70th week of Daniel are the final harvest. They're the final harvest. course they're going to have that that national day of our revival when all the Jews finally realize who Jesus is and they're gonna come back okay now I want you to understand this now the, the reason why when we talk about how this is uh, uh, related to or associated with uh, the day of uh, uh, the, the Feast of Tabernacles. Remember, we talked about the trumpets. We know what that is. We know what the Day of Atonement is. Now it's tabernacles. And tabernacles, we know that the Lord had them set up uh, temporary or, or booths to live in. They had to be made out of branches and, and, and palm branches and all this. And that was to, basically, they were to remember their sojourning when they came out of Egypt. To remember their journey coming out of Egypt. So that's why they lived in those booths for seven days from the 15th of Tishrei to the 21st of Tishrei. They celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles. What does that mean? What does that mean for us as the church? Well, now here's, here's where your mind has to wrap around the wisdom of God. Because we definitely can't celebrate right now are wanderings. Because we're still here. We can't celebrate our earthly journey because guess what? We're still here on earth. But what's going to happen? Now the stage has been set. Coming to the end of the 7th week of Daniel. Now the Jews come into the picture and the Jews are there's a national day of salvation. Salvation for the whole nation. But remember, only a third of the Jews are going to make it through. Alright? So, what's going to take place? When, that, when, when they come out of that day of, that time of the 75 day extension, the cleansing, and the, um, and the morning and the cleansing. Now, they're prepared, they're ready to worship again. Just like they did when Antiochus did that. They cleansed it. They were prepared to worship again. So here they are coming to that seventh, final portion of the seventh week of Daniel. And all this takes place. So so they mourn. They cleanse. And now they're prepared to worship. But I want you to understand something. They're 75 days into the millennial reign of Christ. Okay. Huh? Because we want past that extension period. 75 days into the millennial reign of Christ. That's why this all puts together very nicely. If you read, uh, let's go to Zechariah chapter 14 again. And in verse number 16, look what it says. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of Jerusalem. tabernacles. (coughs) And it shall be that whosoever will come up for all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. Oh, Who will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not that have no rain, that have no rain, there shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles. In and that, in that day shall there be upon the bowels of the horses holiness unto the Lord, and the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Every Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts, And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and see therein. And in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. So here here we see, guess what's going to happen? We're also going to celebrate the feast with the Jews. We're also going to be given the, the opportunity to go and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Why? To us? that's going to be a, a memorial of us, a reminder, hey, we're finished with our earthly journey. Amen. Amen. Wow. Now we're here in the presence of God. Wow. Amen. Wow. So you see how that all kind of just, yeah. it just comes in. God has, you know, like Paul said, there's, 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 there's uh, His ways are past finding now. There's just uh, there's just something about the way God does things and how he establishes his his rule, his reign. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's interesting. Because this is all, and, and like I said, it just, it breaks off and it goes into, uh, you know, what happens there to the Jewish, to, to all the people of, of God, the Israelites, the natural Jews, what's going to take place there? I mean, the Lord has to, I'm trying to remember that song we used to sing, uh, Brother Gerritsen introduces that song. And it was a song where he talks about them coming out of the furnace of much affliction. I'm trying to remember that. You remember that, Brother Aaron? Out of the furnace of much affliction. But it's, you know what that song's about? The, the, the song about the time when they come out of this great tribulation. It's a beautiful song. It's, it's got a Jewish uh, yeah, feel and rhythm to it. So that's just the way that when they when they come out of this, guess what? They're going to be singing that song. Woo! Can you imagine it? I'll have to remember it. We'll sing it or worship the Lord but I want you to understand something because the Bible talks about in the scripture and, and we're going to put this together in the book of Revelation Lord willing coming up here in the near future we're going to put this together in the book of Revelation because everything concerning what we're going to the period we're leading into right now that we're coming into there's going to be one more remember he talked about the times of the Gentiles well there's going to be one more nation that is going to rise up one more nation that's going to be the one world government that's going to be the Antichrist but this he's going to govern the whole world the whole globe is going to be uh, divided into ten regions as they say ten nations ten regions each one of them has a governor and then one ruler above them that's the Antichrist so we see that but the one world government, the one world federation, the end time the end time uh, government is going to be the eight beast of revelation. Now there are eight eight beasts that John's seen. All right? Eight beasts. He refers to eight beasts. So to understand those eight beasts, they all represent a nation. A nation that, and of course, some of them already have come and gone, so they have been in history already. All right? Up to the seventh nation, or the seventh beast, we have already read about them in history. Okay, interesting, isn't it? So when he talks about these eight nations, and and here's the thing, these eight nations, these eight beasts, these are nations, these are peoples, That have had to heavily persecute God's people. They had to heavily persecute God's people. So if if you go down into history and you study every nation that ever heavily persecuted Israel. You're going to find out your list is going to consist of these nations. The first nation that heavily persecuted Israel was the nation or the country of Egypt. Okay? The second nation was Assyria. The third nation was Babylon. The fourth nation was the Medo-Persian Empire. The fifth nation was Greece. The sixth nation was the Roman Empire and the seventh nation was Germany so that one last beast that eight beasts in the future is going to rise up that's what we're going to see that's what we're going to see the eight beast. Okay. it's important for you to understand that. I'm just going to throw it at you right now so you can get that down so you can understand what, where we are and how this all plays out End time prophecy, but that's what that's that's how we're situated right now. So so we see that all these. And here's uh, one, one time, uh, God, uh, I engaged in a little bit of of a debate over the seventh nation, the seventh beast, and one person said, uh, "I think that is the, the uh, uh, w- what's the empire? That Muslim empire? Uh, oh man, my mind is kind of gone." The Oh man, huh? No, uh, in history. I mean, they they came in history. Um, man, man, man. My mind just drew blank. But anyway, he brought that into the picture, and he said, he said, that's the seventh beast, isn't it? I said, no, it's not. He said, well, why do you don't believe it's the seventh beast? I said, you know why? I said because they didn't just persecute the Jews. They 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 tried to. Uh, 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 I'm not going to use that word persecute, but they tried to conquer other nations and persecute other nations, not just the Jews these are nations that just the their whole objective was to annihilate the Jewish race the oh, the, the Ottoman Empire the Ottoman Empire alright and, and their agenda wasn't just the Jews their agenda was at that time that world over there, that world over there, Europe uh, Eastern Europe. That was the, that was their objectives. So it wasn't their, and, and and the thing about it, I said, who their ruler was, who their leader was, was not a Japetic bloodline. Why is that important? Because the the ruler of the seventh uh, uh, nation has to be a pedic bloodline. So that's the other thing. So anyway, I don't mean to confuse anybody, but. Uh, That's just how it is. So So anyway, that kind of sets the stage now that we see where we are right now concerning end time events. There's so much about this that if I I dare not try to uh, keep it in your lap right now. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) you, You might leave your cross-eyed more than anything. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Praise God. But that's, that's. I just wanted to share that with you tonight because I think that's important to understand because we're, we're talking about this and we're seeing the, the prophetic picture. Remember, we're seeing the prophetic picture everything that's going to be fulfilled. We are approaching the 70th week of Daniel. We are close to the 70th week of Daniel. Ooh, man. To some people, it's a scary thing. But you know what? Somebody quoted that scripture the other night out of the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse number 32. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Amen. That's us. We're going to rise up. We're going to do what God called us to do. We're going to reach out. There's going to be an end time harvest. Of souls. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll stop there for tonight. Remember, uh, pray for our meeting out there in White River Saturday. We're having service out there Saturday, 1 o'clock at the Horse Creek Community Center. <clears throat> and then, of course, a Youth Group Friday, and then our regular services again this weekend. Looking forward to the move of God. Everything that's going on here. So, with that being said, I want to Say thank you for coming tonight. God bless you and greet one another in Jesus' name. Have a, have a good evening.